Amen. Amen. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. Um, so that's one of the renditions we can use that's not copyrighted. Um, so that's why it's on there. Uh, but we are, I'm, I'm assuming you can guess from the song what we're going to be talking about tonight um, as we go on this week. And the theme for this week is the thin line between a saint and an ain't. And um, tonight I wanted to do our Bible study on Zacchaeus. But before I do that, I'm going to say thank you for joining us. If you're a visitor here, thank you for uh, um, being here and uh, joining our broadcast at Newark UPC. Um, of course, if you want more information about who we are, NewarkUPC.info. Uh, and you can go ahead and um, learn about our small groups, our, um, our kind of our, our, our current project of trying to get things done. Um, we're kind of out of our campus right now. It's being remodeled. It's going to look great. Um, I, there's painting and all kinds of stuff happening there right now. So, uh, stay patient and, um, we'll be there soon. But, uh, while we're there, let's, um, let's enjoy this beautiful weather and let's continue to dig our wells and, uh, dig deep into the word of God. And that's exactly what we're going to do here tonight. As we look at this very fascinating character, colorful character named Zacchaeus, um, uh, he's just, he seems like an anomaly. Uh, and what's fascinating about him is he only appears in Luke's gospel. He doesn't appear anywhere else. Uh, so Zacchaeus only appears in Luke's gospel. And um, and we, we learn of him because of Luke. But um, I do want to look at that a little bit and look at Zacchaeus. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. So give me two seconds here. Share screen. Share screen. Share. Perfect. There we go. Oopsies. I want to go to Luke. There we go. Um, I made sure I um, made it bigger for you folks so everybody can see it. I know there are some of us in um, who uh, have a hard time seeing and I want to make sure that we can clearly read that. I am such a visual person, and I love reading things word for word and seeing it in front of me. I think it sticks better. Um, I understand a little better. And also, it it uh, it prompts questions. Um, again, we are going to be asking questions 30 minutes into this. Um, so prepared. Have your questions ready as we um, dig deep into this, um, this fascinating character named Zacchaeus. Now, what is interesting is um, it's again, we're looking at chapter uh, Luke chapter 19, verse one. Uh, but the previous section of the scriptures is talking about the blind man, um, the healing of the blind man in Jericho. Um, and so here we see Jesus healing this blind man. The crowd doesn't care about this blind man. They just want to get to know Jesus. He is a walking, you know, buffet. He's offering all kinds of food and games. And I mean, he was the place to be. So everybody just, you know, he has his own posse and uh, he's got his own group and everybody wants, everybody wants a piece of Jesus. And, um, and it's interesting, Jesus, even with the crowd and everybody trying to get a piece of him, he's incredibly intentional about where he goes and who he meets. And um, so he meets this blind beggar and he, you know, the blind beggar, of course, begs to be heard. And Jesus finally brings the blind beggar to him and says, what do you want? He says, I want my sight. And God, of course, heals him. And Jesus heals him and he's able to see again. And 
And so he's continuing this, this journey, this walk, um, again, um, walking towards um, uh, Jerusalem because, uh, you know, it's uh, the crucifixion is coming here later on in the, in the book. But here we see this before. But so here he is walking. He's, he's entering Jericho. So we'll read verse one. Um, so Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through it. So he's passing through it. Now a man named Zacchaeus was there. Okay, this is important. A man named Zacchaeus was there. He was a chief tax collector. So it's interesting that word chief tax collector is called, it's in, 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 uh, in Greek, it's archetelomes or um, you know, chief tax collector. But what's fascinating, this, this term is a hapax legomena, which means it occurs only once in the New Testament. Uh, for some reason, Luke uses this term. So it's not that he's a tax collector. He's a chief tax collector. He's someone who organizes and manages. And um, it's, they don't know if, you know, some of the commentaries I was reading, they don't know if he was, if it meant that he was in kind of like in management, a supervisor of some sort, or that the, the volume of uh, tax he collected was incredibly high compared to most tax collectors. Um, and so he was a chief tax collector that way. So those are the two theories. Um, I, 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 I'm under the assumption that he, he probably was some type of manager, some type of a supervisor, making sure that, you know, keeping tabs on tax collectors. Of course, we already know a tax collector is uh, Matthew, one of the disciples of Jesus. So, um, so it's not a foreign idea that here Jesus is going to go sit with, a, you know, he's talking and he's seeking this, this tax collector. So, so he was a tax collector and was rich. This is very important. He was rich. We we just heard um, uh, Pastor Stevens' um, commentary and teachings on the rich rich ruler, where Jesus says, "Who can be saved?" And you know, it's very difficult for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. And well, here's the contrast. So it's so it's it's not to say it doesn't happen. It's it's it it can happen. And here we're seeing someone who where it does happen. And we're talking about Zacchaeus, this this tax collector who was rich. Um, and so here we are going to continue to read. Verse 3, he was trying to get a look at Jesus. But being a, this is very critical here, a short man he could not see over the crowd. He was a short man. Um, we don't know how short. The average height uh, around this time based on Roman skeletons was about maybe five feet, five foot five. So maybe just a little taller than uh, Nick Horn. Um, I'm not sure how how short they were back then. Uh, but obviously Zacchaeus uh, paled in comparison. He was probably shorter than all of them. Um, and so he had a hard time looking over. He didn't have any type of ladder to look at Jesus or any type of box where he could kind of step on or um he didn't have any of that so the best bet would be to uh to, to get a better look at him he he had to find a way and what's interesting is the way the crowd is treating this person so when someone says they're very rich and wealthy and powerful it's a you know this 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 power thing we see that's not the case happening here with um with with Zacchaeus obviously he looks like he's been ostracized and uh nobody really wants to um nobody really likes Zacchaeus uh, people just kind of avoid him. Um, he's not he's not that great to be around. Maybe he has a really bad sense of humor. Um, 
you know, but I mean, you know, the obvious choice is he's a tax collector. Um, so nobody likes tax collectors. Uh, nothing has changed. Right. Uh, but, but he, he's not, he's ostracized. Nobody likes Zacchaeus. Um, and so, so he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree. And um, so sycamores can grow up to 50 feet, up to 75 feet, sometimes even 100 feet. Um, and they have multiple branches. And so here's this grown man. And he is so curious about this Jesus. He's so fascinated about this Jesus that he's willing to look a bit ridiculous climbing a tree just to get a glimpse of Jesus. To see him. Because Jesus was passing that way. He was just trying to get a look of Jesus. He wasn't trying to you know, have dinner with him. He wasn't trying to get an autograph. Um, he wasn't doing any of that or a picture with him or a selfie. No, he, he just wanted to get a glimpse of him. He just wanted to see how he looked. You know, he's heard about him. Uh, you know, there was no television back then, so you couldn't see a, a person's image here. So he wanted to get a good look of who this Jesus is. Everybody's talking about this Jesus, this, this coming Messiah. Well, anyway, he he passed through. And what's interesting, um, he was insistent to see Jesus. And, um, and he was going to do whatever it took to get a glimpse of him. Even though it looked incredibly ridiculous, he was bent on seeing Jesus. And he wanted to see Jesus. And what's interesting is, he has no idea that he's trying to catch a sight of Jesus, but that Jesus was there because of him. I, I think it's hilarious. He's, he's trying to get a sight of Jesus. Nobody likes him. He's on the outskirts and he's has to, he's forced to climb a tree and, um, and he's hoping to get at least a glimpse and he has no idea that the reason Jesus is passing through this part of Jericho is because he's, he wants to meet Zacchaeus uh, because he's being sought after. And isn't that just like God? I know I'm, I'm diverting here. We're talking about saying an a, but, but isn't that God? We, we always feel like we always end up somewhere. We must've ended up here by accident. You know, you know, sometimes you have that thought. You're like, maybe this was an accident. Maybe it was a fluke. Somehow I ended up here. It's actually because of my parents. That's the reason why I go to church here. Or, or oh, you know, it was a, it was a friend or a fan, and really that that's why. And and we we have maybe sometimes a hard time understanding that Jesus is incredibly intentional about meeting you, and he cares so much about you that he he designs things just to get to get close to you. Um, you know, I think that's it's amazing. This God of the universe who controls everything literally strategically aligns things to get closer to you. Um, it's not an accident that you're here. It's not an accident that you're watching this broadcast wherever you are. And it's not an accident that you are part of our church or, or this is your first time listening to us. You're here for, for a purpose. And, and here we're seeing Jesus was very intentional about going through Jericho and he was intentional about meeting the Zacchaeus. And what's fascinating is Zacchaeus had no idea what Jesus was doing. He, he was just trying to get a glimpse of this superstar, of this Jesus. 
And so he climbed ahead. And when Jesus came to that place, so I'm in verse five, and he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down quickly because I must stay at your house today. Zacchaeus looks to see, but doesn't realize he's being sought after to be saved. He is being looked at. And that's sometimes the challenge is when we get a little too close to Jesus, he, he kind of sucks us in, doesn't he? But he had no idea that his curiosity of Jesus was going to change his life forever. He didn't realize that salvation was at his door that day. And he didn't know that what he thought was his purpose and what he thought he was going to be doing would take a completely adjustment and a realignment to what God had intended for him. And Zacchaeus, I'm sure he was probably shocked. I'm sure the crowd was going, who? Are you serious? That guy? But it's it's not just that he, he, he said, come quickly. I must stay at your house. This isn't a come down here. I want to shake your hand. Come down here. I want to go ahead and sign your little Torah or whatever it is. He's, you know, he's like, I'm going to stay at your house today. That's a big deal, right? Coming to somebody's house. Hospitality is huge in this culture. Um, when someone comes into your home, you you protect them you watch over them you're 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 going to be hospitable to them hospitality takes on a whole new dimension when you're when you're dealing with ancient near east um so he came down quickly and he welcomed jesus joyfully he was excited to see jesus he wanted to meet him and he was so excited that jesus was going to come and he was going to stay with him um i'm sure people thought what is Jesus doing? But here he is. He's coming down. Watch this verse seven. I love this. And when the people saw it, they all complained. It seems like the, it seems like the crowd that hangs around Jesus always seems to be complaining. Have you guys ever noticed that? He's always like, and the crowd was like, oh, that guy or, oh, that's the blind Barnet. Why do you want to, why do you want to go to that blind man? You know, it seems like this crowd, this is not, seems like a very nice crowd. Uh, definitely not Jesus. This crowd, I don't know what this crowd is. It's, it's a crowd. These aren't disciples. These are crowd. This is a crowd, right? There's a difference between a crowd and a disciple. Um, and so, and they complain. He has gone in to be a guest of a man who is a sinner. He is becoming a guest. Again, remember, hospitality is massive. You don't, you don't just go sit and eat with people. Um, we, we talked about uh, some of the Jewish customs of, you know, being unclean and, you know, keeping your kitchen clean and kosher and, you know, making sure you don't touch people's Tupperware and, and plates because it could be ceremonially unclean and they'd have to go and be watered and ceremonially cleaned by a priest. And so, I mean, there's all these little, you just don't go into someone's house and eat. Okay. There's, there's all kinds of protocol and it seemed like Jesus didn't follow any of it. Um, and so here he is going to go into this man's home. But Zacchaeus stopped and said to the Lord, watch this. This is, this is what Zacchaeus does. He says, look, Lord, half of my possessions I now give to the poor. And this, the way these um, uh, tenses are, this isn't a one-time act like, okay, it's like a, 
big you know missionary service here's my check all right that's the end of it goodbye no he's this is a continuous thing and i'm sure it really didn't affect him that much because he's so wealthy but he's going to give half of it to the poor um and remember with the rich young ruler that we saw stephen talk about he didn't want to give anything it would have been interesting if the, the rich young ruler who was a saint by all accounts who had the look and the pedigree and the you know the the what you would consider to be someone of a disciple and a saint and and really there was still something he was missing drastically missing and and when Jesus calls that out and says give everything you have to the poor he walked away sorrowful because he had many possessions and he didn't even come back and say well Jesus what if I give a half of my things or or Jesus what if I give 75% or Jesus what if I get like 10% or or 20 or 30% no he he didn't even make any suggestions he just walked away and he didn't say yes and see what Jesus reaction would have been but he just walked away but it's fascinating Zacchaeus here this 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 sinner this one who's this small short greedy money hungering man by all accounts somebody you don't want to hang out with somebody you wouldn't invite to your house or you would go to his house you'd avoid this person you'd walk on the other side of the street he is not only invited by jesus and and he become a guest in his home but he's willing to give half of his possessions to the poor and this isn't just a one-time occurrence he's going to continue to do that i give half of my possessions down to the poor and if i have cheated anyone of anything i am paying back four times as much now that is very generous very generous what what does the law talk about restitution and what does the law talk about if you cheat somebody and what you give back well let's look at leviticus 6 and this is um uh, Leviticus, we're looking now here at the law of Moses and the law of Moses and it gives a very clear about what you, what restitution you can give to somebody if you've cheated out somebody. And, and here we're reading the first five verses and it kind of, uh, Moses kind of, um, um, kind of explains to, um, the Israelites of what, what that looks like. So then the Lord spoke to Moses when a person sins and commits a trespass against the Lord by deceiving his fellow citizen in regard to something held in trust or a pledge or some or something stolen or by extorting something from his fellow citizens or has found something lost and denies it and swears falsely concerning any one of the things that someone might do to sin and when it happens that he sins and he is found guilty then he must watch this return whatever he had stolen and whatever he had extorted or the thing that he had held in trust or the lost thing he had found or anything about which he swears falsely and he must restore in full so if you steal 50 bucks, you have to give 50 bucks back and then add one fifth of that. One fifth of that. So let's just say a hundred bucks. Someone steals a hundred dollars. You give them back $120 because one fifth of a hundred dollars is $20. So here we see that's what is required. That is what you do. Zacchaeus goes a step beyond that. Actually multiple steps beyond that. And he, he says, I will pay them back four times as much. So we see Zacchaeus has this conversion. Salvation has come to Zacchaeus. Now there's an argument saying, well, is this vindictive or is this salvation? Which type of story is this? Was Zacchaeus always righteous and, and Jesus went to him? Or 
did Zacchaeus change? Because he invited Jesus into his home. Because he allowed the Lord to eat with him. Well, there's a there's a whole sermon in that, right? Allowing the Lord to eat with you and how that changes you. But but to me, the way the scriptures read is, and he says, look, Lord, half my possessions I now give. So it's it's not like he's he was previously, but he's he's becoming a changed man by meeting Jesus. Um, and if I've cheated anyone of anything, I pay back, I'm paying them back four times as much. He's he's willing to take this to a whole nother level. I'll, I, whoever's been cheated. So if, if someone's stolen $100, if I've stolen $100 from somebody, I'll give them back $400. Not $120. No, 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 no. I want to make sure that I keep my integrity. And, and I think that's that's very, very um, amazing here that Zacchaeus is, is being that much influenced by this Jesus. Verse 9, then Jesus said to him, then, after he said this, then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this household because he too is a son of Abraham. So this is, the, the, it's, it's a reminder to the crowd that yes, this tax collector that you guys are ostracizing and don't want anything to do with, he is also a son of Abraham. He's also part of the tribe. He's also uh, an Israelite and he deserves to be given salvation. He he deserves that. If he's willing to change, if he's willing um, to put things aside and to follow Jesus, and if he's willing to, to make things right, I think that's a powerful thing. We don't know if he cheated people in the past. Um, but he says, if I have, I'm paying him four times as much. And I don't think this is lip service. I think Jesus would have uh, caught on to this. He was very clear at catching this with the Pharisees, and it was very clear at catching this with some leaders, but he he sensed Zacchaeus's heart, and he sensed Zacchaeus's intentions, and Zacchaeus was not trying to just do this for the crowd's sake. He really, really wanted to do this. He really wanted to give half of his possessions to the poor, um, and then to also to restore those he has taken advantage of, or if someone, somebody, and again, my view is that it's a, it's a supervisor. If one of the people he works for that works for him or who's, you know, part of his network that has, um, you know, mishandled somebody, then uh, we'll restore four times that as well. So, um, and it's interesting, salvation comes to his house um, because of that. He, he gets close to Jesus. And for the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. So Jesus has come not to, he, he wants to save all. I, I think that's that's kind of our, our our mission statement, right? All making disciples of all, and that is so crystal clear in the scriptures. Nowhere do we see that it's particular to any particular segment of the population or some geographic location. If anything, Jesus releases geographic location. He says, "You can release Jerusalem. I don't care about all that stuff. I dwell in people now, not in." Temples made with hands. He's he doesn't he's he's releasing us from geography. He's releasing us from having to go to a single place and 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 do some type of a a journey or a pilgrimage. No, he's saying the pilgrimage can be done right in your home. The pilgrimage can be done inside your car. The pilgrimage can be done at your workplace. You can go ahead 
and see this Jesus, and he is intentional, and he is always reaching. He's always moving things around. He's always doing all kinds of strategic things just to get your attention. And here you are climbing a tree, trying to look down to get a better glimpse of him. And you have no idea that the reason he has showed up here tonight is because he was reaching for you and he wants to be part of your life. That's the God I serve. He is incredibly intentional. He's, he's always, always reaching. But how we respond. Now, that's the difference between a saint and an ain't. A saint responds to Jesus. A saint listens to Jesus. A saint reads the scriptures and sees the clarity of principles and begins to apply it into their life. An ain't does not. An ain't says, that's not going to work for me. I'm going to ignore that. It's one thing to ignore something because you don't understand it. It's another to ignore because it doesn't work with your personality. Ooh, that doesn't. I'm just going to ignore that part of the scripture. No, it, it doesn't work that way. You, When you invite Jesus to have dinner with you and he sits in your house and you extend hospitality to him, you, you start changing. Things start moving. God starts bringing things to light and God starts working in our lives. And that's how God works. That's, that's the difference between a saint and an ain't. And here we're seeing this entire crowd angry that Jesus has picked Zacchaeus. That Jesus is his time to spend this one-on-one -on -one personal time with Zacchaeus because he's an ain't. From their perspective, he's an ain't. Everything on the surface is an ain't. But deep down, there's a saint there. There's someone who is willing to listen. There's someone who really does want to follow Jesus and his teachings and his principles um, and so here we are, this, this Zacchaeus, this wealthy tax collector who gets a hold of Jesus, Jesus gets a hold of him. I think it's pretty hilarious. He's, he has no idea what Jesus was doing there. And he thought he was just part of the crowd. Um, but that wasn't the case. Jesus was coming after him in a good way. Um, I, I do, we are going to be coming close here to, um, seven 30. So I, I do want, um, those of you who have your questions to preface them with question and, um, and then, um, ask your question and, and we can kind of talk about that. Um, so just again, to give you a heads up, you do have a couple minutes to do that. Um, Zacchaeus on the surface looks like a short, greedy, money hungry man, but he was not, he was a saint. To the deliverance there of a man lost in blindness and poverty corresponds now the deliverance of a man who is lost in wealth and corruption. The popular support for the former is to be contrasted with the popular dismay of the latter. And that's John Nolan, uh, uh, one of the commentaries I read on Luke. And, and it's talking about the contrast between the blind, poverty-stricken man and this wealth corruption man and there's this 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 very very contrast that jesus reaches both he doesn't just reach one segment socioeconomic segment of the population he reaches the entire socioeconomic of this of the population he's he's reaching for those who are willing to listen those who um have ears to hear and, and it doesn't matter if they're 
you know, poverty, you know, in poverty or incredibly wealthy. At the end of the day, everybody needs Jesus and everybody wants to, um, you know, have their life restored and, and have their relationships restored. And, and we can provide that for them. Uh, by the way, congratulations to our brother, John, who uh, got baptized by Keith. Um, that is so exciting. Um, I just I just find it so awesome that we're doing this on a broadcast and, you know, and online and and, and people are are uh, are being touched by that. And and uh, and we're kind of mobilizing ourselves as we're kind of having a year of, you know, digging our wells and a year of, you know, putting things together and and uh, and and internalizing what what God wants for us. And, and then now we're acting on it. And um, it seems like God's just kind of preparing his church here. I'm I'm excited for for what God has in store for us, church. I really am. I think God's got something out of his sleeve here. I, so I'm, I'm just bracing my hat. I'm just making sure I get plenty of rest as much as I can with the 10 month old and, and I'm ready to go. So we're, we're going to see what God has in store, but, um, but yeah, so here we see um, God is reaching for the all and, um, and we have to be careful. We don't judge a book by its cover. Um, I'm going to go ahead and um, stop sharing. Um, but yeah, so we have to be careful. We don't judge a book by its cover and, and we don't know. We, we have no clue. We can't read people's hearts. We can't read people's intentions. We don't know who, um, who is willing to hear what Jesus has to offer. And I, I mean, I'm always shocked on who, on who comes following Jesus. I'm like, who they, you know, um, uh, but, but that just goes to show you, uh, I'm not God and, and he is, and, and I'm just going to trust him and, and uh, and reach for the all, and and not judge a book by its cover because uh, because people that look like ain'ts are potential saints. So so it is question time. Um, I do want to go ahead and uh, invite Erica back, um, and then um, Erica, I know we've we've given about five minutes. Yeah, we got uh, a couple. We got a couple good. I got yep. a couple of questions. So uh, go ahead and shoot away with the first one. Um, considering the fact that we have a hard time discerning who is a saint and who is an ain't, how should we treat people? Mm, 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 mm. There is Pastor Lil just kind of, she's, 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 uh, she's onto this. She's, she knows what she, uh, she's talking about. Um, we need to treat all people with respect. Um, and we need to demonstrate um, that we're, that we're disciples. We're not disciples just in, in the church building, but we're disciples in our home. We're disciples in our workplaces. We're disciples in the grocery store. We're disciples wherever we go. And people should recognize that we're disciples. Um, and so, yes, and we need to be careful who, who we treat poorly. We shouldn't be treating anybody poorly um, because we don't know. We, we don't know who, where people are and God dealing with them. God, I, I remember when we see people walk into the church, we think it's not their first rodeo. It's not like they've have never talked to God. God's been dealing with them long before they show up at the church or, or show up on our broadcast or God's works with people long before we see them. And, and, and we have to be careful just because somebody is crabby and, and mean and, and short and, or, 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 you know, or, or, or from the appearances looks to be full of, you know, money hungry and wealth. And it's funny because, because Zach is kind of reminds me of like the Wolf of Wall Street, this kind of this, this guy who just sells a bunch of stocks and, you know, he's this, 
he's eating avocado toast and you know he's like this you know very power hungry guy who you know is is trying to make all kinds of money on wall street and and it's like jesus walks by and and says i'm going to go ahead and go to your house and have avocado toast and and they do and 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 it changes that person's life so i i think we have to be careful we don't begin to um discount who would want to hear this and discount who Jesus is talking to. I think that limits one, it limits our diversity and, and, and who we can reach, but it also limits what God can do. Um, Cause there is, there's, you'll be surprised. And, um, and I think Zach is such a, such a great example that just because you have affluence and, and wealth doesn't mean you don't need God. Um, you know, I work in a community that is completely, you know, very affluent and, I can tell you right now that all their lives are a mess. They they need God. They um, you know kids um, you know have uh, you know o- the opioid crisis. You know I read about that. I didn't realize um, the impact of that until you start putting faces to it. Um, and people 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 are you know their their lives are messed up. And um, and we could be that light. Um, we could you know our example, our our conversation, um, how we tr- how we carry ourselves. Um, people, people recognize there's, there's something different about you. Um, the way you treat them, uh, with respect and, uh, the way you care for them, like they matter. Um, cause again, at this church, uh, just to kind of, uh, harp on the, our, kind of our theme is it's, it's always about people here. Uh, we're about people and we're, we're about, uh, everyone, you know, we, we, we care for the, for the single person, the individual. So <clears throat> I hope that uh, that answers that question. But yes, we should treat everyone with respect. Um, period. Uh, lots of people feel as if they're too eight to be part of a, of the church. How can we help them to understand that all of us saints are ain'ts just like them? Mm-mm-mm-mm. Good question, Caleb. Um, yes, it, it, it. I think people... It's so funny. People go to church and um, they see you all cleaned up and they, for some reason, think you have your life all together. Um, and I, I don't think social media has helped with this because we, we tend to put up our best um, and we, we, you know, put all the fun stuff we do and, you know, our happy pictures and, you know, they don't see, um, you know, they don't see the, the struggle. They don't see uh, the fighting. They don't see all that goes behind the scenes. Um, and, and really nobody has it together. Um, we're all completely reliant on Jesus. Um, and I think being, being transparent with people, um, you know, we want to be real and, um, and not fake, um, (laughs) you know, being, being, being real. I mean, you know, if somebody you're always like, oh, I'm so blessed and everything is perfect all the time. Um. You know, that's not true. Everything is not perfect all the time um, because you do have, you know, you do have your bouts uh, when you deal with, uh, whether it's, I don't know, depression, but uh, loneliness or uh, you're struggling or whatever it might be. You have all that. Again, I'm not saying be, you know, uh, too vulnerable and and uh, break privacy about yourself. But but we do need to be transparent with people. And I think I think um, I think when people see that how real you are and and that you also um, struggle just like they do, and you're always trying to strive uh, for what what Jesus' example is. Um, I think they'll see that um, you know it's it's between them and God. It's it's their their walk with God. It's not um, 
and and really the 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 key to this question is we like to compare. Well, I can't be like you because you have it all together, um, and and that's not the case. It's your your job. You're not trying to compare yourself amongst yourself. This is a this is an individual journey. Um, yes, you're relying on the body. Yes, you need they need to keep you accountable, but um, but the measuring stick is between you and God, and and um, and everybody has everybody has a different measuring stick, and 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 p- some people get things a lot, you know, quicker than others. And that's okay. There's not, that's, it's, that, that's the part of the all um, is you're going to get people who just, it just clicks for them. They get the, they get that oneness of God. They get the idea of salvation. They just, they understand living a separation and, and they just, it just becomes part of them. And some people, it, it takes a while and, um, and just, and just being okay with that, that, you know, some people it's, they're on, you know, they're getting closer to God. They're, they're making a commitment to him and, as long as you get closer to God and as long as he's influencing your life, then uh, in the end, you're going to come out right. So yeah, definitely. Um, if the heart is deceitful, how can a person tell if they're a saint or an ain't? <laughs> if you're asking that question, then you're a saint. Um, if you're asking Am I a saint or an aid? Um, that means you're being um, you're being introspective, and um, you're willing to um, uh, step back and make sure that um, you're not coming off too judgmental. Uh, most people are not. Most people are not judgmental. Um, they they really do um, they really do care for others, um, and 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 as long as you're aware of what motivates you and you are, you are aware that um, your heart is deceitful um, and that really the reason you're doing what you're doing is because of Jesus. Um, I mean, Zacchaeus will be, and I'll be frank, Zacchaeus, um, he gave half of his possessions to the poor. I, I don't know if he would have done that if he didn't meet Jesus. Um, uh, he He said, I will go ahead and if I've in any way wronged anyone or in any way have cheated anyone, I will go ahead and do four times. And, you know, we see in the law that it was only, you know, it was only one fifth. It, but here Zacchaeus takes it a whole nother level. Um, I don't know if, if Zacchaeus would have come to that conclusion if Jesus hadn't imp- impacted him. Um, and really the key here is, is, is fruit. Um, it's about you people's fruits. Uh, what are those fruits? Long suffering kindness, joy, peace. Um, now those are the fruits that we look at. Um, and so, yeah, we, we do need to, we need to be introspective and see, um, you know, are we, are we being truthful with who we are and, and, uh, and how is God influencing our life? So, um, and it's a beautiful thing. It's it's a it's an ongoing relationship. It doesn't again. This doesn't happen overnight. I doubt Zacchaeus was just like boom. All right, I'm done now. I can just go back and, and instantly he just changes. Um, no, I'm sure it was uh, something continuous. It was a process. Um, uh, we don't hear about him just because we don't hear about him doesn't mean um, he wasn't there. But um, we don't we don't hear about him again. Just just that one account from from Luke. Um, but I'm sure he, he did become a saint. Um, 
Zacchaeus appears to be a product of his society, yet doesn't the fact that he uses the word if I have cheated anyone show he had a moral compass already with Jesus? Yes. Um, <clears throat> yes. I, 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 and, and this is the funny thing about this, this passage is um, uh, people, people don't know if, well, there, there's two schools of thought. Let me, let me put it that way. One school of thought is that it is a salvation story about how Zacchaeus, you know, salvation comes to him through Jesus. And another uh, a school of thought is it is a vindictive story where everybody treats him terribly and and but really deep down he's a righteous man um yes i i i he says if i've cheated i i think in some ways he probably did treat people right um but I, I, again as we read the scripture he says now i will give half to the poor um and so he so he's kind of changing that um he's he's because of jesus he's doing that and um and yes, if he's cheated people, he's willing to give them back. Yes, it does show um, somewhat of a moral compass, but really, it's it's when he meets with Jesus that he really um, is fully changed and um, kind of moves forward with that. In my opinion. So you could you could argue it either way. Um, if you really want to get meticulous, you can look at the tenses, um, the participles, and um, you know whether it's a future tense or present tense. Um, they're mostly present tense. Um, you could argue a couple of the verbs could be future tense and it's talking about the future, uh, which if it is future sense, then of course it's, um, it is a, um, um, vindictive. So, um, but yes, it's, it's two different schools of thought. I, I'm leaning more towards, um, Zacchaeus. I think, I think Zacchaeus, uh, was changed. He, when he met Jesus, he, he, uh, he changed some of his behavior. Um, maybe not much of his behaviors, but he did change some of his behaviors. Um, it's, it's interesting that this account is only found in the book of Luke. Do you have any insights about why this might be? Yes. Um, my thought process is Luke loves to bring these outsiders and he is, um, he's one of those gospel writers who likes to bring all the fringe people in. Um, and I think it's intentional. Luke, Luke is trying to show, um, that Jesus reached for everyone. And it's, 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 that's the beautiful thing about the gospels. There's four of them. Each one has kind of a, their own purpose, um, you know, you know, Mark is this kind of this emotional gospel and, and Matthew is kind of this Jewish and making sure it's always going back to the law gospel. And John is this kind of spiritual gospel and, um, and just kind of this goes into more of a theological view of Jesus. Um, and then Luke, Luke does kind of a human, he, he's, he's kind of a humanitarian here. He, he shows Jesus's human side. He's, he's reaching out to, he's reaching out to the vulnerable, to the ostracized, the people who are the outcasts. Zacchaeus wasn't a man of power. Um, he was a, he was an ostracized person. No one wanted to, no one wanted him to be around, and so Luke wanted to show Jesus going for people like this. And it, I, I don't think he's making it up. I think these are just all these multiple stories that the gospel writers have to pick because they can't write everything. Um, and for him, it, it worked out really well because here he's talking about the blind beggar who's in complete extreme poverty. 
And then here Jesus is reaching this very wealthy uh, individual. So it's, and they're both ostracized. They're both on the fringe, but they both receive salvation because Jesus reaches for all. Um, now, and I want to say that's kind of the, the impetus for, for, um, for, for Luke he's he's trying to show that uh, Jesus is really, you know, not only just to fringe people, but he's reaching for all um, and that all, everybody needs Jesus. So, and it's, if you read in, and what's fascinating also is if you read a little, if you go back a little further, it, that's where the rich young ruler is. Um, so it kind of contrasts the story. He's like, Oh, I, you know, not very many wealthy will get in there, but then he talks about Zacchaeus who is incredibly wealthy. Um, and so again, it's, it's just showing, um, uh, it's the individual and we need to be reaching for all. And um, it, it doesn't matter, you know, if, if they're in complete poverty or, or they're in uh, complete wealth, it doesn't make a difference. Everybody needs a hold of Jesus. Um, so I think that's kind of Luke's purpose there. Good question. That's a good question. Um, did Zacchaeus have Roman citizenship? That is an excellent question. Um, I will check that out. Hold on one second. Did Zacchaeus have... That's an excellent question. Zacchaeus have Roman citizenship. He, we know he was a Jew. Um, and most of my reading didn't talk about um, him um, being uh, a Roman citizen. So um, that's the reason why they probably they hated him uh, is because he was actually a local guy. Um, hold on two seconds. That was an excellent question. Just looking at my resources here. Just there you go. I that's a good question. I so from all accounts, from what I'm reading right now through my resources, is that. Um, He was not. He was. He was definitely um, a um, one of the children of Israel, um, and we don't know what tribe. Um, but he was a son of Abraham, um, and and that's the reason why the people didn't like Zacchaeus and they called him a sinner is because uh, he was working for the empire and um, the Roman Empire, not not Star Wars, but he. Um, he was working for the Roman empire and he was collecting money for the Roman empire. That's kind of how they financed their armies, uh, their road building, uh, as they collected taxes. And so they used local people on, on hand. Um, I don't think he had Roman citizenship. Um, again, we don't know. Um, we, we don't know too much about Zacchaeus. He just kind of shows up. He's his chief tax collector. Um, and he, um, He's very wealthy, and that's kind of what we kind of ends it off the story at. So I don't know. I don't know if he was a Roman citizen or not. That's the fair question. I, I don't know. Uh, my assumption is he wasn't, um, uh, but he was a he was a Jew. 
Good question. When we go about our everyday lives, how can we make sure that we don't come off as being too saint to people? How can we help close the gap with people that feel they are too ain't to ever be saint? Too ain't to be ever be saint. Um, you you want to be authentic, but you you also don't want to change who you are. Um, I mean, at some point, there's a fine line. Uh, it's a fine line between authentic, being kind, and treating everybody with respect. It's another to um, join in on whatever they're doing that you know is wrong. Um, so I think we need to be authentic to um, that we are we're authentic in the sense of of a real. We're not. It's not like a we're not putting a fake front up. That we're honest with people about who we are, uh, but also that we're also not um, you know. Um, trying to think of a good term here, um, that we're not, um, um, uh, I don't, I don't want to say lowering ourselves, but that we're, that we're not changing our convictions, uh, because it, 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 it comes off too offensive to them. Um, so it's, it's a fine balance and, and balance is hard for us humans. We are, we are not balanceful people. Um, and there is, there's a balance between, you know, making sure that, you know, we stay true to the scriptures, but also that we treat people with kindness. Um, and so if people, if, if someone says, oh, you're too saint and you're too, you're too, uh, you know, you're a holy roller. And uh, if you just kind of got rid of some of your convictions, then, you know, then I, then I could relate to you more than, than no, that's, that's not what we want. We, we, we don't want people to um, step down. We want people to step up to what God has for them. Um, and so it is a balance. It's, it's a balance. And if, um, and at times to be frank, at times it's, it's, it's people, people feel convicted when they're around you at times. And so that can come off as, well, you're being too sainty and that's not the case. They just, they just feel convicted about you. You're, you're careful with what you say. You're, you know, you're full of integrity and, and you have these convictions. And so, and, and sometimes people, um, People don't like that. They, 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 you know, it bothers them. And so um, you just kind of have to feel it out and just kind of let the spirit lead you. But um, it's a balance. It's a balance of uh, being authentic, being kind and real, but also not lowering yourself where you're, you know, you're throwing your convictions out um, and you're just doing whatever they say. Um, so that's not the case either. So it's, you can do both. You can, you can, um, you can be kind and, and still have your convictions um, and people at the end of the day will respect that. They will respect that. Yeah. Um, was Matthew hated as much as Zacchaeus? Yes. Yes. Matthew was hated as much as Zacchaeus. Um, Matthew, uh, they did not like Matthew. Matthew was a tax collector. Um, and he, and Jesus always gets dinged by it. I mean, every time he's with the Pharisees, like, what is a tax collector doing here? Um, you know, so it, yes, Matthew was just as much hated as, as, um, as Zacchaeus, um, but Zacchaeus was a chief. So he was a step up. I, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's kind of the manager here. And so he was probably hated even more because this guy, you know, he has an organization, a network of people, you know, get, grabbing money and from the, from the, from these poor people and giving it to this, this empire that is suffocating them and, and telling them what they can and cannot do. And so. Um, yes, Matthew was just as much as hated as Zacchaeus, but Jesus still 
um, told them to follow me. You're going to be part of my my group here. You're going to be part of the 12. So I think that's very intentional on Jesus' part is that, again, that's another great one, Matthew. It doesn't, you know, it looks like an ain't, but really is the same. So far, that's all the questions we have. Awesome. 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 Well, thank you for all those questions. Um, I do want to um, kind of go over, um, you know, if you um, want to have more information about who we are, uh, you can go to newarcupc.info. Um, you can partner with us in giving. Uh, it's very straightforward. Um, you can also partner with us in prayer. Um, we do have small groups are online. It's through Zoom. Um, we actually have the link and you can click on it and go. It's on uh, Field Expectations. Um, and it was, um, it's just been an excellent series. Um, and I, I might be a little biased, but I think, I think it's been, it's been done really well. Uh, we did a play about the Shunammite woman and, um, and I really enjoyed that. Talk about a story sticking in your mind when you have to act it out. Um, and so you don't know what we do in these groups, but it's a great time to, uh, look at the word. Um, this is a word-based church. We are all about the scriptures. And um, and so it is great. You get to meet with people and you get to know who they are. So please stay connected to our small groups. Um, and uh, and if you have questions about anything, please, you know, there's a there's a comment section for that. But uh, thank you so much for being with us tonight. And I'm so glad that you were here. Um, and I pray that you have a wonderful day and looking forward to seeing you folks tomorrow as we continue this awesome theme of a line between a saint and an ain't. So uh, thank you so much. Enjoy the beautiful day and God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow.